Welcome to the Community Conversations podcast, where we believe that world transformation begins with gospel transformation, and gospel transformation begins with discovering the truth about who God is and who you are. And it starts right now. Yet another episode of the Community Conversations podcast. I am excited to be back here with Noah Chan. It's not Katie, everyone. I know you're disappointed <laughs> not to have her here, but I'm back. You're back. And uh, I'm sure everyone is waiting to to hear the news as to whether or not I got her number. But He did not. He did <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> Let's just say I'm rolling into the phase two of the plan. <laughs> I had so many, I literally didn't have one person talk to me about anything spiritual you guys said on that podcast last week, but everybody brought up that joke. (laughs) That was funny. Uh, And um, actually, it turns out she is pregnant, so. Yeah, yeah, she's having a baby. That's right. That's wild. Yeah. This is the first time in our friendship that we're both having babies at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have babies every couple of years, but this is the first time both of us <laughs> are having babies. Yeah. And that was, you know, we were ready for number three anyways, but knowing that you guys, you know, are gearing up to have one in yeah. a couple of months, we like extra motivated us sure. to figure something out. It's fun. Yeah. It's exciting to do that. It's exciting when you, it's exciting to have friends that are in, the, like are constantly in the same season of life as you. And it's more rare than you think. Sure. Unless it was like made that way. Yeah. Like it's 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 easy to do that. Like when you're like, oh, we're we're a couple with a kid now. Let's find some other couples with kids our age. Right. That's easy. Right. But like you know, we've been well, we've been friends for over, yeah, almost twelve years now. Yeah. And like, not only have we gone through all that, but now we're, (laughs) yeah, having kids together. Yeah. Since then, you've, I mean, you've been here single. You've been here married, and now yeah, baby's coming, and yeah, this house is your yeah, this house has seen me in every form. Yeah. Yeah, wild. <laughs> and you guys just had your baby shower. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I was telling Bailey, um, just the, I've been to baby showers uh, with friends and I've been to baby showers uh, with like uh, church people. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, just the the difference of kingdom family and and just the beauty of how, just how people celebrate you is different. Yeah. And you could feel it in the room. It was so awesome. Yeah. It's so it's just so exciting. Yeah. It's something different when you've when you can cultivate an actual kingdom family style of living. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have it. And actually have that. Yeah. yeah. And it was so and that was that was so just different because there wasn't anyone, you know, that felt um like, oh, they were here or, you know, which maybe other people don't experience that, but yeah, you know, it just felt great, yeah. you know? And there was even like, like some heartfelt of the people who couldn't make it because of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And you felt the absent even in your heart of that. Sure. You know, which is a good feeling too. Yeah. So yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got, I have more baby stuff than I could have ever imagined ever <laughs> owning in my house. Yeah. Overrunning in every area. Yeah. It's about a it's about a one to one ratio in terms of like stuff for you and Bailey and stuff for the baby. It's yeah, about- and it's one. It's like two versus one. <laughs> and like I didn't realize there was so many. Like the thing you would lay him on in the floor in his bedroom apparently needs to be different than the thing you'd lay him on in the floor in the living room. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> Why move it? That just feels like such a crazy feat. And so there's just things everywhere for him. Yeah. To be. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun though. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, so let's uh, just keep talking about what we've been talking about, which kind of seems like the theme of every episode. <laughs> it seems like everything just kind of builds <laughs> upon each other. Well, it's called community conversations. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, last week, Katie and I got into the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and she presented the fruit of the spirit in a way that there is like a, there's a pure form of the fruit 
when mm. it's actually rooted in the fruit of love. Sure. And its expressions become pure, the purity of joy and peace and patience and all of those. But how there's a counterfeit version that you can that you can take on if you're not truly rooted in the love of the Father. Yeah. Yeah. On the outside you can look joyful. But yeah. it may just be circumstantial happiness. Sure. You know? Sure. Maybe you can look like you have peace, but really you're just a kind of a passive, yeah. fearful person. Yeah. Same thing with patience. Anyone can be patient in things that don't bother them. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But find your find your thing. You know what right. I mean? Whether it's traffic, whatever it is, has yeah. your patience. Yeah. What do your kid find the one noise? The most yeah. annoying noise in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till they find one of those little, th- you know, little birthday things they blow into. <laughs> They do that 60 times. Yeah. You'll be shocked at how many of those things I'm going to start buying for your kid. Just wait. <laughs> One day, Benjamin's going to be like, Dad, was Brian always trying to sabotage me as a child? Like, yes, son, he was. He was. He enjoyed seeing you get spanked. It's his favorite thing. But, um, and I think I've been thinking about this, that, and it's hard for even, for, to me even, to articulate where exactly I want to go because I have a, I see a lot of different like branches of thought happening. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that that happens that takes place in us that brings us from a, a place of maybe displaying counterfeit counterfeit um, expressions of love to the real thing. I think you know I don't know if you have another way of looking at this, but to me that just feels like maturity. Mm. Spiritual maturity is sure is discovering, I think in a lot of ways, the love of the Father. Yeah. And what that what that really means and everything. Well, and I think because love is, love is different, I think, when it's pure than it is in its um, kind of earth tones that we've grown up with. Sure. Like love is, is predominantly now attached to like romanticism. Right. You know, to be yeah. romantic, to love your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that is love, but it's, it's not like, it's not what, like, it's a form of love, but it's not what love is. Right. You know, cause yeah. love and, and, and maturity is even hard. Mm-hmm. It, it creates hard conversations and hard moments it does. and hard things. Yeah. And, you know, and Jesus was as Jesus was love, obviously, but like he, he had some moments where he was like, yeah, he's tough, man. Well, it's like leather. Yeah. And you know, I've I heard it said this way a long time ago. I think it was Chris Valentin, but um, you know, he was talking about how the thing about Jesus is that he he never ever withheld truth from anybody. Yeah. In the name of love. Yep. Because that's just not love. No. No. And so he was extremely honest and extremely direct. He was. Yeah. And he was. Um, He was never afraid in some odd way that you, like he was never afraid to express love in the fear that you may not be able to receive it correctly. Right. He always just gave it. Right. You know what I mean? The job wasn't to be able to manage your ability to receive it. Mm -hmm. It was actually, you know, just him going, look, this is what it is. Right. Yeah. You want to follow me? Yeah. This is what it takes. (laughs) And this is what love, love looks like. Right. You know, because love is a... Like, you know, like we've said, it's just become, it's fluffed. Yeah. It's fluffed now. Yep. And it's not what it was. And even the word, you know what I mean? And and for us, it carries one, um, tr- you know, translation. But, you know, for Hebrew or Greek, whatever it is, it had multiple. Yeah. The word was not singular in a sense. Right. I, um, in, in my book, I actually make a joke about that, that. Like, you know, the Greeks had, there was, you know, there's the big four, or, you know, there's agape, which is like the unconditional, yeah. all-consuming love of the yep. Father. And there's um, eros, which I believe that's the more like romantic, yeah. sensual love. Mm. Um, storge is like the tender, affectionate, you know, motherly love. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, phileo um, is like the brotherly, you know, where we get Philadelphia, the city of brotherly sure. love. Um, so like a brotherly sort of like camaraderie type type of love and, and they're stackable. Sure. They start down here and they go up to agape. Like the way you said, you know what I mean? It's a reverse stack. Right. You know, even from the place like 
I'm not kicked back, but sometimes you can feel it. When you say statements like this, you can feel it in someone that they're like, ooh, I don't like that. Because, <laughs> like, it's it's hard to get people to understand that, like, hey, like, marriage is the purest form of love, even to the extent where, like, my son will know that I love my wife more than him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Bailey is more important to me than Benjamin. Right. You know, I love yeah. her more than Benjamin, and he will be wildly aware of that. Mm -hmm. He will know that she is first in my life. Mm -hmm. But th but because we don't understand different types of love, right? that doesn't make any sense because right. I should love Benjamin as much as I love Bailey because love is love. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Went there, didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, and yeah. that is not the case. Right. Just, you know, in the same way, I love you. Yeah. But, you know, compared to Benjamin, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Dead meat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it's it's a hard thing to think about it that way because Katie and I have had the same approach. Yeah. That, like, I love my girls. Of course. But one day they're going to grow up and, you know, move out. Yeah. Which is the, you know, the goal is for me to raise them in such a way that they find a husband. Yeah, they find know? what you have. That's right. the whole purpose. Right. The fulfillment that you, I think sometimes the people think that the, the fulfillment in having that way or having that mindset, the unfulfilledness you're giving your kids is actually the ability for them to go find the fulfillment you're supposed to have with your person. Right. Because they're, you know, what I have with Katie, my daughters aren't meant to have with me. They're meant to have with their own husband one exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a perversion of the thing where it's like, like, like my job is to make Benjamin healthy enough to go be a, a husband, a father, a son, and right. do his things. Right. Not to constantly be under me and my thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You know, and I even take that with like, you know, when I was even like, in, if you take the world of hunting, like when I was younger, like I, like my dad was it, like whatever he said mm -hmm. in hunting, I did. Yeah, And now, you know, we're kind of reaching the age where we've each got different opinions on one should go here, we should go here, we should do this, we should hunt this. Sure, He's getting a little older, so I hunt harder than he does. You know what I mean? And so yeah. and so, even with that, it's like now there's been this graduation of like, yeah, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not father and son, it's two hunters right, doing their thing and going, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. It's different. <clears throat> it is different, yeah. And then you get me out there in the woods with you And guys. then you get Brian, the old deer <laughs> magnet. For those of you that don't know this, Brian has recently discovered he enjoys hunting. And I, I've i taken my poor wife into a tree stand, I think, like seven times this year, and, and we've not killed a deer. I brought Brian out one time hunting this year, and within three hours I had a dead deer on the ground. And so I'm pretty convinced Brian's just a deer magnet. It's crazy, man, how just easy this hunting thing is. All you do is sit there and they just walk right up to you, man. I knew you'd be a natural at it, though, because you don't move or talk. In regular life, much less mover talk in a I know, tree right? stand. I almost forgot what I was doing out there for a minute. <laughs> it's just regular day for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we, you know, we've really, as a society, missed the mark of understanding what love is. Uh -huh. Because for me to say, you know, I love my wife. You wouldn't think anything of that. And in the same way, if I if you were like, hey, man, do you want some Doritos? And I was like, man, I love Doritos. You wouldn't think anything of that. <laughs> no, either, you, know? you wouldn't. You just go. But we use the same word to, you know, mm -hmm. to, to describe like a multitude of different feelings and, and desires. Yeah. When, you know, I think the Greeks had it. They had it right. Having multiple words to convey different types of love and different yeah, types of Yeah, because it is, it's different. It's a different feeling. And, and the English language is horrible about that anyway. Just horrible like about everything. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> terrible, but just muting words, you know, yeah. so many words to us have become just like diluted, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why like when I talk about righteousness even so much, it's like, I know people are like, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it. It's like, no, like you really got to understand this word. Right. The power of what it means to be righteous yeah. and as righteous as God. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We do that with a lot of words. I've, I have found personally that the more, and I think this is just the upside down nature of the kingdom, but this has happened to me with love. It's happened with righteousness. You know, it seems like the more I kind of catch glimpses of, and different facets of these things, of his love, of what it means to be righteous. It seems like the less I think I actually understand it. Yeah. 
It's like the more revelation I have, the more I realize there is. And, there's depth. And and because of that, I've come to realize that if there's anything in my life that I realize, oh, I understand that now, that's actually probably a really good indication that I'm far from understanding it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there, there's such a, I mean, and I, you know, unfortunately, we've talked about this. It's a problem in the West right now. This is a whole, but the gospel is just not like sexy enough anymore. Like we right. need other stuff, but like the thought process that there's a being that could create an entire cosmos and then become one of his creations and choose to die for them out of the idea of loving them that much. Right. Like, what are we talking about? You, you I mean, I think it's impossible. You can't, you can't come up with a better storyline than that. No, you can't. It's literally impossible. And I think like, I think all of us romanticize um, dying for a loved one. Like sure. if the military came, was like, you know, tell Bailey you don't love her, we're going to torture you. It's like, I will never. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When they start ripping a couple fingernails off, I'm like, yeah. I don't like you that much. <laughs> you know what <laughs> sure. I mean? Like, you know, we romanticize yeah. what it would be like. But could you imagine knowing the torture that was coming Yeah. for Jesus mm-hmm. um, and just going, yeah, I'll do it. I'll yeah. do every bit of this. I'll do every piece of this. Yep. Like, I can't understand that yet fully. Right. I want to believe I could do that for someone. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe in my heart. Right. But until, you know, my back looks like raw hamburger meat, like I don't know that. Yeah. I just don't. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I just, I can't, I can't fathom that type of, here's the thing too, I can't fathom that type of sacrifice with the ability to make it stop immediately. Sure. Most people being tortured don't have the ability to say, okay, I'm right. killing everyone right right now with a right. you know a click of my finger here. Yeah. Like that is something bizarre. Yeah. That's a depth that I don't think any of us know, but we've, you know, we've seen so many movies or shows now where we've, you know, we've seen so many, you know, Sunday plays on at Easter. Yeah. And it's like it's just kind of mm-hmm. fell to the side. Mhm. This like, you know, it's why I love that Brian Simmons calls um he calls the song of songs the romance of the ages. Oh yeah. Love that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's it. That's it. The story of us and Jesus, you know, is the romance of the ages. Mm-hmm. And that's a deep word, like love. That is that is the love of the ages, man. Right. The love of the cosmos. Yeah. For all the time. Yeah. 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 And what you were saying, I think it's it's unbelievably important that we remember always that Jesus wasn't a powerless victim. Yeah. He knew it was coming and he chose every step of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was never powerless in what was happening. No. He knew he knew I mean right. any moment he could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mhm. But yeah. But You're right. There's a depth though that you can't <clears throat> The deeper you go into the truth of it, the less you know, which just feels terrible, but it's the reality right. of it. Yeah. If we could you just you start to understand the vastness of the Lord and the vastness yeah. of life and the vastness of, you know, revelation in his kingdom. Well, there's a sense that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And so like not knowing much, just knowing mm-hmm. like, hey, look, Jesus loves you. It's like, great. Great. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you get into the depth of that. Yeah. You know, down to the little details of your life. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Children and blessings and things that he does for you and creates and yeah. cultivates around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Katie and I, back to what you were saying just about just the unbelievable suffering that Jesus would have experienced Mm -hmm. on our behalf. And Katie and I kind of briefly mentioned this last week, but, um, you know, James talks about it in the first chapter. Um, Count it all joy, my brothers, as you uh, experience various trials. Yeah. You know, and even Paul says a similar thing in Romans. Romans 5. Yeah. He says that rejoice in your yeah. sufferings. Yeah. And and I think what both of these guys are getting to, because Paul says, um, actually, I think I've got it here. Yep. Uh, yeah, so here's Romans 5. And I'll start at verse 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> through him, we have also uh, obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, first of all, those two verses are not. I was about to say, like, I mean, we're, and we're closing the podcast here, folks. <laughs> Just go read that. There, uh, uh, the 
the episodes are coming where we're going to dive hard into yeah, that because yeah. there is a lot to be said about the those end of this verses. year has been the sample size of what 2024 <laughs> right. will hold. We are going to, yeah, we're going to hit that pretty hard. Um, but he goes on to say, he says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's like, rejoice in my sufferings, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) I think, too, I think the hard part with that scripture is to get to the place of realizing, too, that that's external, not internal. Sure. The internal man is called peace. Right. Love, joy, well, patience. And I and I would, you know, I would propose that that's where the fruit is grown yeah. and its expressions. You know, that's yeah. it all has to begin that can that can't be an external manifestation before it's an internal, internal manifestation. Exactly. So that, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, um yeah, I just think that but yeah, there's a place where it's like you're going to there's a chance you're going to suffer externally. Sure. And I think that's different for different um, you know, times of society mm-hmm. a lot different for Paul than it is for us now sure yeah <laughs> suffering but it doesn't mean it's not going to come right and even like even today maybe not for us right now in America but in other parts of the world there yeah. are Christians who risk losing their lives every, every day every day you know every day yeah they die day they chance dying daily right <laughs> like what yeah. Paul says I die daily <laughs> yeah. every time I go out to preach the gospel you know yeah for um, for the sake of you right and yeah, but there's a there's a joy that's supposed to come in, you know. That's why, like in a sense, I feel excitement in what I don't know if you want to call it spiritual warfare. What feels like sometimes there's I just feel like there's like a I have a like um I don't know just like maybe a mental battle and some like uh, um trying to think of the right word here, but anyway, I just I go through these little rough seasons. I feel like where I know something's coming on the other end. Mm. but they build within me excitement. Sure. You know what I mean? Of like, oh, sure. this must mean something's coming. Right. You know, I'm not going to yeah. say it's, you know, the principality of Ringgold, Georgia attacking me or anything, but, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the principality over <laughs> Northwest Georgia. But, yeah. you know, there's a there's a place where I'm like, okay, this is this is unto something. And that yeah. is, that cultivates that joy and suffering. It does. And the thing about having hope, too, is it, is it creates an anticipation and knowing that the Lord is going to do something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so if I'm, if I have experienced something hard in life and I have come out on the other side of that with the ability to look back and see God's goodness and faithfulness in that, I think the way that produces, you know, as Paul would say, hope, or as James would say, it produces, you know, steadfastness, that I think when I can go through something hard and come through on the other side, knowing I'm, I'm stronger because of this, I'm probably wiser because of this, I am able to see the Lord's goodness and faithfulness. And now looking forward, anytime something difficult happens, I've got something to look back on. Yeah. And because I know the Lord would do something good, he'd be good and faithful to me back then. I know he will be now. And so it kind of gives you something to look forward to, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's a joy of like, this is going to lead to something. Yeah. And I think even for Paul, it was like, look, if I die... I'm going to be one with Christ, whatever that means. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win. Right. It's kind of a, either I'm going to yeah. be here and cultivate you, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be, you know, my spirit will be with Jesus. Right. You know, awaiting yeah. the new age to come. Yeah. And so either way, super pumped. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And let that, that's what I'm saying about the cultivation, even in ourselves of that, like you said, that joy of like, this is coming unto something. Right. And, you know, I think it's Paul who said, you know, the suffering of this age has, it can't compare at all with the glory that's to come. Yeah. You can't, you know. They're not, yeah, they're not scalable. Right. Like, is life going to be hard to some degree for everybody? Yeah. Sure. There's no getting around that. Life's going to yeah. be tough, but it's such a temporary thing. Yeah. Man. Well, and t- to be honest with you, most of the current state of life toughness is not out of the actual sufferings of life. It's actually out of the comparison of the current age we're in. Right. Most of our sufferings have nothing to do with yeah. like physical ailment as much as right. they do with, I follow three YouTubers that YouTube and their homes and their jobs and their <laughs> lives and their income and their, you know what I mean? Their perfect yeah. children and right. their lives are, yeah. 
you know what I mean? Exuberant, right. you know, and, and I suffer because of that. Well, right. that's just comparison. Right. That's not suffering. Yeah. <laughs> and so most of our current day suffering has actually just come out of the current state of like, like marketing of like, see right. this happy family, they're so much happier with a Roomba. Right. Right. Mom doesn't have to like, vacuum anymore and you right. don't have a Roomba, do you? <laughs> you know, you get, you see those Instagram pages and it's like, man, I could be so happy if we just like sat around and like made our own bread and our own butter and we just yeah. like lived on a hundred acres. And yeah. It's like, yeah, that would be great. Yep. But also like, let's not let our external circumstances dictate the, the amount of joy and peace that we've cultivated. No. Well, and if I have, and if I actually have faith, the awareness is that what I'm designed for Yahweh will bring to me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like everything I've gotten, I've gotten in season because out of season would have crushed me so far. Right. Yeah. There's a season in my life where like uh, being a parent would have crushed me, mm-hmm. crushed me. Sure. Not now. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. there's tons of things like that in my yeah. life yep. that have changed because of that. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I do think there's something to be said about like you and I dream. We've got all kinds of dreams for our lives. Yeah. I mean, like together, we'd love to own, you know, like 100, 158. Yeah, we've talked about homesteading a, a piece of land and together. And, and just inviting, you know, friends and family to come and kind of build and and, you know, create this this community. Yeah. But w- while I think that that would be absolutely amazing, I'm not putting off having joy and peace for that season. No. I'm actually able to access that right now, even though I don't have yep. the fulfillment of that desire yet. Right. Or cultivating what I can. Right. Like Katie didn't get started to make sourdough and said, you know, when we get a homestead and we get land, right. I'll really start <laughs> making bread. <laughs> You know what I mean? And oftentimes we put off anything to have it all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I, I, I'm learning. It's just like, I I have to cultivate what's in my hands Mm -hmm. before I, I can cultivate more. Right. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That's one great thing is like, I'm learning, you know, and I think we're learning is where I'm not waiting for what I know is going to come as far as land or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, our community, our families being together, like not to cultivate certain things that I can do now. Learning yeah. how to do this, learning how to do that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you have to be able to find joy in the fact that you know what I'm cultivating right now. Right, it's not everything, but it will come. Yeah, it yep. will be here. Yeah, being faithful with the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never like you know I remember when we when we moved um, to Chickamauga here, we lived in a lot smaller house than we did when we bought like our the house I kind of spent mm-hmm. the rest of my life growing up in from like nine or 10 up. Sure. But I have just as good memories in the house before that, knowing it was half the size of the other one. Yeah. I never went like, I liked that house more because it was bigger, had more room, had more. Right. It was the memories cultivated. And so I don't look at my life even so far through the successes of like size or value as much as I do experience. Sure. You know, and that changes you. It does. Yeah. You know, and you got to look at people like Katie and I spent uh, a couple of weeks in South Africa several years ago and i think one of the most shocking things is just how how people can have so little and be so joyful mm-hmm. i mean some of the most joyful people i've ever met in my entire life mm-hmm. live in huts with yeah. like dirt floors yeah. no running water yeah and they're i mean the happiest people yeah. i've just about ever met yeah and and you realize that that I think sometimes we put way too much pressure on creating certain external circumstances in an effort to create joy and peace when actually joy is a person, peace is a person. Yeah. His name is Jesus and he lives in me. Yeah. And I abide in him. Well, and it's, I think it's harder to cultivate those things when we sign our lives away to a thousand different things. Sure. It's harder, it's harder to cultivate a life of peace when I've just signed up for a $60,000 car that I have to pay $700 a month for. <laughs> sure. It's hard to, you yeah. know, it's hard to get joy out of that. Sure. That builds anxiety, mm-hmm. pressure. Sure. And simplicity is not simply about the ability to have nothing. It's actually about the ability to give your time, energy, and effort to what it needs to be given to. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what all those things I think are unto is the ability to cultivate and give time to what you need to give it to. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? Like me and Bailey and obviously, you know, you like you and Katie, like, you know, we're not millionaires. Right. <laughs> and at the moment, we're not in what we're in for the money. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. I do know that that I'm able to cultivate right now a kingdom family and 
read and study and and prepare and help counsel people and meet with people and, and do the things that I'm called to do. And even though it's not leading to a bunch of financial success, it is what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. able to give my time to what it needs to be given to. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, really quick, let's go ahead and take a break and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Looking for the perfect Airbnb getaway? Look no further than Maggie's Place, your ticket to an unforgettable stay in Sevierville, Tennessee. Nestled in the heart of the stunning Smoky Mountains, Maggie's Place is not just an Airbnb, it's an experience you won't want to miss. This charming three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome offers all the comforts of home with a touch of Tennessee charm. Imagine waking up to the serene beauty of the mountains, sipping your morning coffee on the porch, and planning your day of adventures in the Smokies. And the best part is, Maggie's Place is just minutes away from all the attractions, dining, and entertainment that Sevierville has to offer, not to mention close to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Ready to make your Smoky Mountain dreams come true? Visit Maggie's Place on Airbnb today to book your stay and start creating unforgettable memories. For more information, contact Kim Balistrieri at 770-548-0902. All right, we're back. Thank you, Katie. So. <laughs> Thank you for that quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> um, I wonder if I wonder how many people didn't actually know that was her before we yeah. we said something last. Well, week. there was a bit of yeah, like a like a matrix moment of like going from Katie into Katie back <laughs> right. to Katie. Yeah, you know. Well, even like even the first time I heard the intro she recorded, I was like. Yeah. It sounds like you, but it doesn't. I know. And she was like, oh, that's my studio voice. I was like, okay. Oh, good for you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I guess I'll start using my studio voice for the podcast. <laughs> I normally use my, I haven't been up that very long voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I had a studio voice. I know, right? I forgot she literally grew up in studios. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I think too, we all have a, like a voice we put on, like when we're trying to do something super high end <laughs> yeah. and you go back, you go, Oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I do want to talk about a few of the fruit of the spirit. Um, I, I'm still saying that. Fruits. I know. You're still saying fruits. Most people. I, I mean, know. how are you supposed it's to say in. fruit of the spirit when you've said fruits of the spirit for 30 years? I know. I know. Come on. Some of the, the expressions of the fruit of love. Yeah. Um, are you a heretic for saying it? Sure. Are you going to stop? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um. But one of the things that is interesting that you've pointed out, and I recently, uh, since we've been talking about this, I recently read through Galatians 5, that portion in the Passion Translation. Yeah. Because, as you know, Brian Simmons, uh, what he pulls from the Aramaic is different than every other translation I've ever read, specifically when it comes to self-control. Yeah. He doesn't call it self-control. Uh-huh. He calls it spirit strength. Is that right? Yeah, spirit strength. Yeah. So talk about that for a minute. Well, it's because the word self is actually not in it. You can't translate. You can translate control, but you can't translate um, um, self. And so you can translate that word either two ways. You can either can either translate it like like spirit strength mm-hmm. or lordship. Okay. Um, and so the idea is, and I've talked a lot about this with my with my. Um, with the boys that I that I have a community with, I have a you know group of uh-huh. uh, well seven or seven thirteen year olds that I'm yeah currently you know um, meeting with every week. But um, the idea is it's actually not your job to control your these things or your ability to at, walk and access the kingdom. It's your job to access the Holy Spirit who will do it. Wow. And so the concept is, is that we've all been taught that one of the branches of the fruit of spirit, uh, fruit of the spirit, which is love, is to have self-control over all these things. And so our problem has often been whether we struggle with like a pornography addiction, a drinking addiction, a lying addiction or anything is I need better self-control. Right. Or self-discipline. Sure. Uh, and self-discipline is is great in your um, in like your spiritual tools as far as like prayer and stuff, but this but self-control is not 
your responsibility in cultivating the inner man. It's actually your ability to tune into the spirit. Right. And so the idea is, is that when you can relinquish control and give get his lordship over you, sure. That is when the fruit of the spirit begin to pop. Wow, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like one of the things I told the boys, I was talking about spiritual rest. Mm-hmm. Spiritual rest, if you're talking about rest in the kingdom realm, rest is to do exactly what the Lord's told you, nothing less, nothing more. Sure. And that is spirit strength. Sure. Is to rest in the kingdom, to rest in the Holy Spirit, that's and good. allow him to do what he's supposed to do. And so, you know, we've we've lived this life of self-control, which is basically self-effort. Sure. Which is once again returning to the law. Sure. That it's your job to now eventually you have to lean into the spirit and and you have to partner with him and do what he's telling you and leading you into. Sure. But it's not meant to come out of you. It's meant to come out of Jesus. Sure. That's good. And then it, it attaches to you. Yeah. Would you say would you say because I I you know, I don't want to necessarily give people an opportunity to think that there there isn't a responsibility in how we, you know, but would you say it's fair to say that, that there is, there is absolutely a responsibility on how, on how we act and how we conduct ourselves, but maybe that the ability to, to become an expression of the purity of, of all those things, of joy, of peace, of patience, kindness, all the way through, maybe, maybe even our ability relies wholly on, on the the power and the strength of the spirit. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's him working within me. Right. To empower and to empower me. It doesn't mean I don't start to do things because I've been empowered to do them. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, to me, it's like, to me, it's like a vacuum cleaner. Like if I have a, like a vacuum cleaner that has a cord and I just start going around the living room by myself without plugging it in, it's just going to spread dirt around the whole floor. (laughs) Sure. It has to be empowered by something. Yeah, that's good. I can't do the work if I haven't been empowered correctly. Right. And the problem is I can't cultivate because I've not been empowered because I think it's up to Noah. Right, that's good. You know what I mean? It's up to Jesus. Even Jesus makes the statement, I do nothing that the Father's... Yeah. I do nothing but what the Father's told me to do. Yeah. I I say nothing but what the Father's told me to say. Jesus is showing, I'm saying things. Mm -hmm. They're just not my own words. They're my Father's. Right. You know what I mean? It's this yep. em, em, it's this empowerment that we live out of, and then we do. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is we do to get to. Right. That's really good. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where spirit, strength, and self-control change. Right. It's like, I'll use my ability to do things to get to Jesus, instead mm-hmm. of saying, I'll rest into Jesus, and then I'll do. Because I... He's given me the Because ability. he's giving me the ability. That's really it's good. A, it's a shift of mindset. And self... Self... I mean... From Genesis to Malachi is self-effort. Sure. So tell me how that went. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Genesis to Malachi is self-effort. Right. And so tell me how well that went for people. Right. And the hardest time people had with Jesus was not the theology. It was the lack of effort needed. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like everyone was waiting for the... But, okay, this is great. Like, what's the rules? Mm-hmm. It's like, come to me, all who are weary. Yeah. I'll give you rest. <laughs> great. Awesome. So what's your, like, added on to the laws of Moses here? Like, what are you going right. to add into the mix? He's <laughs> like, Sabbath was made for the man, not the man made for Sabbath. Yeah. Like, no, that's not what we're talking about. Like, they were right. waiting for all the things that needed to be accomplished. Right. When does Rome get overthrown? Right. When do you bring peace to the temple right now? When do you, when do you, when do you, when do you? Right. And there was all these laws. He was, they were waiting, like, okay, yeah. well, what do I do? You know, yeah. Peter's always doing that. Right. What do I do? What do I be? What do I need to do? What do I need to go get? What do I need to figure right. out? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like self-effort, self-effort, self-effort. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a lot of those conversations. You know, the Pharisees are always like, well, tell us, you know, like, like give us some of the greatest laws. Like, tell me what you think, you know, greatest commandments. Yeah. But, and that love reminds God, me. Love people. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <okay>. Literally. <laughs> like, what do you do with that? Yeah. But. You know, that reminds me of what Jesus says. I think it's in Matthew 5 where, you know, he's telling everybody. And boy, he didn't pull any punches when he was talking about the Pharisees yeah. and scribes. But, yeah. but you know, he basically told everybody, he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you can't enter the kingdom of God. 
And I think, you know, when I think about that, because I don't, you know, I think you'd agree with me. I don't, I don't believe in levels of righteousness. Mm-mm. I think you're righteous or you're not. Sure. And so I, I think what Jesus is getting at is maybe not necessarily the actual righteousness that we obtain through him as much as maybe the way the Pharisees were thinking about righteousness. 100%. Because for them, righteousness was obtained through law. Yeah. And Jesus well, was saying like, hey, that kind of righteousness isn't it? Yeah. Well, in righteousness, you know, which we know in Greek is dikainousine, is uh, to be in the state one ought to be in. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Jesus is giving an example that they are not the priests that they are designed to be. Yeah. <laughs> They're not them. Right. So unless you can become fully you more than these guys think they are fully them. Sure. You can't come to me. Yeah. And I give you what I give you the ability to become fully you. You're right. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. this place of like there is no degree to righteousness, but there is the the fullest, truest Brian. Sure. And these guys thought, well, we're Pharisees, we're the priests of the of the temple. He's like, You're not. <laughs> You're not who you who you think you were designed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Melchizedek was. Mm-hmm. Aaron was. You're not. Right. You're not what you think you are. <laughs> Which yeah. was such a burn, yeah, by Jesus. Seriously, because it, it's it felt like a compliment sandwich, yeah. Like unless your you know stuff exceeds the the righteousness of the Pharisees, the Pharisees are like okay, great. And then we're like, wait a minute, was that an insult? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. true. You know, there's this place of like there is no levels to it, but there is this place of being fully authentically you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's where I think self effort even dies because. If I can tap into the fullness of my righteousness in in and through Christ, which is to be the full expression of Noah, I don't have to try to be that person. Yeah. Because that's who I've been created to be. Right. And what Noah suffers from and, and most people suffer from is self-effort in being who we think we are. Sure. Or maybe who we're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and and I think it's who we think we are because right. we are creating who we think we are, not right. him. Right. Yeah. So my self effort is like, oh man, I I feel like I'm supposed to be like this. I feel like I'm called to this. I feel I'm called to own this. I feel I'm called to start this. I feel I'm supposed to I I I. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, come find rest in me. Yeah. Take my righteousness, <laughs> and I'll show you who I've designed you to be. And that person takes no effort. Right. That person just gets to be. Yep. You get to be, you get to rest. Yeah, like Jesus didn't go off in the wilderness and go like, all right, keep it together, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're the Christ. Keep it together. Recognize who you yeah. are. Come on, you, man. Know? you almost lost it back there. Yeah, keep like, together. come on, dude. Like, you're, 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 these messages aren't working. You know, like, there was none of that. There was only the fullness of, of him, like, walking out who he was. Yeah. It was as easy as breathing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's things for me, like, like, like to me, like, joking for me, Noah, mm-hmm. is as easy as breathing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there are things that are not. Sure. Like it's taken me a long time to, and like luckily I have, you know, incredibly smart people in my own community that have like helped me understand like how to use and value money well. Sure. That does not come naturally to me. Sure. I'm more of a want it, get it fellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like you guys have, like, you know, we have guys like, you know, like Chad Bowster, leads our community. Mm-hmm. And like the guy is a guru financially. Sure. You know what I mean? With with little amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Like Chad, you know, the, the thing about Chad was like, hey, like a lot of people start with millions and need to learn how to mm-hmm. make it work for them. You know, Chad's really good at showing me how to make $20 sure. snowball for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like that doesn't come naturally. Right. But I know, I know through my as much as I've been able to lean into righteousness, I know I'm called to kingdom finances. Yeah. So I know it's who I'm called to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's been a tough balance for me to, to think about because I, I understand there are things that come extremely naturally to me that I'm, I'm more quiet natured. Yeah. You know, Kate and I were joking last week. Like I don't need to be the life of the party if I'm even at the party. Sure. You know, but, I think because of, you know, some of those personality traits, I am also the kind of person who could go to a grocery store and hope to not speak to a single person 
while yeah. I'm there, you sure. know? And so sometimes I wonder, that feels natural to me, but it, is that maybe something I could work on? Sure. You where, know? Yeah. Where does that live and die at? Where does that, you know, because I don't necessarily want to make allowances for, you know, I don't know if you want to call it dysfunction or whatever, but on the, make allowances for that on the basis of my personality. Sure. Because I think there are things that I maybe could work on, but so, I, you know, that's something I've just yeah. thought about and I don't think I have an answer right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, there's a proverb, you know, be, be, you know, slow to speak and quick to listen, but that does mean you do speak. Right. <laughs> You're just yeah. slow to do it. Sure. And I think, you know, there's like a cerebral nature, I think, to quieter people to process and then speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're right. There's a place there where it's like how much of this now has become my over introvert. Sure. Because at the end of the day, like as much as some of us hate it some days, because I can be more introverted than I think people think, but yeah, as much as people hate it, we are designed for community. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love yeah. Bill Johnson says all the time, like you'll never get introspective and leave encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> and so the more you're alone and, and at home and, you know, and introverts use the excuse of being introverted or introverts use the excuse of being um, like heavy thinkers, like that leads to a lot of introspective thinking mm-hmm. and never leads down very healthy roads. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so like there is a pl- there is such a balance there of learning, man, I'm called for community. Right. But that is like, and that's where people don't understand the tap in of righteousness. Sure. Like I have to get that, I have to tap into it. Yeah. Or else these questions will linger. Right. Yeah. Like more people now are looking for who they're designed to be, but they don't even know who they are. Right. Yeah. They don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. When you said righteousness just now, it made me think of... Uh, um, is it is it Romans fourteen where Paul talks about the kingdom of heaven, is mm. righteousness, peace, and joy? Yeah, yeah. When you said that, that kind of popped into my head, and I was thinking that, and I've I've had this thought before, that righteousness, peace, and joy, I think those things together are highly intentional. Not just that they're placed together, but in the order that they're put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, righteousness. That's really good. And then peace, and then joy. Yep. Because I think that that being made righteous and understanding who you are is probably the thing. I mean, nothing in the world can create peace like that can. No. Nope. I mean, think about, I mean, the, the striving ends, the self-effort ends. Gosh. And to me, like, that is, that is the greatest tool of the world, self-effort and striving. Sure. Because it all leads, like, like everything leads back into it in a form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your pornography, like your pornography addiction, you know, or your alcohol addiction, or whatever it is people are dealing with, that is tied to the self-effort of wanting to feel attracted and loved and satisfied. Mm. Wow. And you're using self-effort to accomplish it. Sure. Everything consistently leads back to self-effort. Everything consistently leads mm, back to this, this flow of works. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, if you are, this may be controversial, if you are accumulating wealth not for the betterment of your family or the kingdom, you're doing it for self, self, self-reasons, sure. self-effort reasons. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just a, and that's not always yeah. bad, but you are. Right. <laughs> it's just the nature. Yeah. Everything leads back to this. And righteousness is, you're right, it's the first step in this righteousness, peace, joy thing. Yeah. Because it is a, the foundation of, okay, now I know who Noah is. Mm-hmm. And now that I know who he is, I now have peace in everything I do because I know who I am. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a, there's a beautiful place of, there's a, I'll tell you, man, there's a insecurity that builds up in people when you get around someone who's really secure in who they are. Sure. Get around someone who's like, no, nah, I'm me. Yeah. I don't care what other people think. And everyone <laughs> around them, like their insecurity meters go boop, 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 boop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they start, you'll see them start throwing out accomplishments, things they've done, things they do, who sure. they are, boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Someone is so, has so much, has so much peace in who they, who they are. Right. 
Yeah, that's good. And that will, you know, that changes you, but it has, you're right, it has to start at that bedrock. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that creates more space for joy in your life too. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, and I, you know, and I think that even happens in like relationship. Like I have joy in my marriage because I have peace that I know I'm who I'm supposed to be with. Right. So self-effort in trying to constantly, mm-hmm. like, hey, do you still love me? Right. Do you still like me? They want to be with me, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, even people's like, you know, me and Betty talk about the perversion right now in the world that people are married and still try their best to look attractive to other people around them. Sure, you know what we call that self effort, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. the peace that I have that I'm supposed to be with Bailey creates a joy in me that I am with Bailey. And so now, like, I'm not worried about other people's ability to find me attractive, to find any type of self-joy mm-hmm. or self-peace within me. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, and it, but it, it has to build on that. Right. It has to build on, you know, I, I'm, I've become as righteous as Jesus, which means I am who, is, who I'm supposed to be as much as Jesus is who he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I now carry peace, not only with God, like you read in Romans. Right. But I just carry peace in my life, and that burst forth with joy yeah. in everything I do. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I do think that peace takes, you know, different, different roles. Cause there is that aspect of like, of having peace with God. I mean, what the, the amount of peace that I've experienced in my life as a result of having firmly believed that nothing could ever come between me and the father. Yeah. Like nothing even could. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, waking up, waking up and going to sleep every single day, knowing that I'm, just loved more than I could ever, ever know. Mm-hmm. And that I can't screw that up. Yeah. I mean, the amount of peace that comes with that. Yeah. And there is, and I, it sounds so twisted sometimes. Um, there is a freedom in knowing that I can't earn, I can't earn it. Sure. And I lose, Yeah, I lose this rat race I'm in to try. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I lose this, and I also lose the rat race to try to get other people to understand it. Sure. Or to earn it with them. Sure. Like, at the end of the day, like, I know my place at B-Love, and I'm not waiting for someone to go, like, hey, look, you're this here. Right. I already know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not out of pride, just out of knowing who I am. Right. You know what I mean? And leaning into that. And you're right, Mm -hmm. like, laying your head on a pillow at night, knowing you are a son of the man who made the cosmos. Yeah. How can that not fill you with peace and joy? Right. Come on. Yeah. You know, but it's a, it's a building block. Right. Like you said, I thought that was so brilliant. I've never heard anyone say or talk about the intentionality of it being righteousness, peace, and joy in that order. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know what I mean? It is, it's this, it's this boom, boom, boom on top of each other of good luck having peace when you don't know who you are. Right. You're constantly yeah. trying to strive to earn who you are. Right. That's where all this comes out of. Yeah. Your need to be successful, your need to be mm-hmm. rich, your need to be beautiful, your need to be, yep. you know what I mean, seen by everyone else in a certain light. Yep. Yep. The need for everyone around you to know your accomplishments and to know. Yeah, you're accomplished, you're attractive, you're this, you're that. It's exhausting, man. Oh, my gosh. I told <laughs> Bailey the other day, I said, like, you know, I, I said... I'm getting dangerously close to like my Phil Robertson era where I just kind of just let my hair grow and I just be, <laughs> I just, I suddenly start to blend in with the tree so much that one day I just become one, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, because I'm, you know, me and Betty talk, we joke about it all the time is just the fulfillment we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am so fulfilled yeah. and I don't have a lot. Yeah. I have everything. Right. You know what I mean? Don't don't mistake me. Right. But like, you know, as much as me and you would probably love like a Joe Rogan experience side po- size podcast studio with right. you know, like a bow shooting range and yeah. a full kitchen. Yeah, forty million listeners. Yeah, forty million. It'd be great. <laughs> I wouldn't bother me at all. Right. But I <clears throat> I am I mean, just tremendously fulfilled. Right. Yep. And n- not content either, but fulfilled. Sure. I am content, but more than that, I'm completely fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that just comes, that can only come from knowing who you are and how loved you are. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And if we're called to bring the kingdom here, which is what 
good eschatology should teach you. Right. Is we're not waiting to go somewhere. Right. We're a heavenly colony on earth, as the right. scriptures would say. Then righteousness, peace, and joy are actually your access point that you're supposed to carry everywhere around you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because there's a place where your authentic you calls people to become authentically them. Sure. And your peace causes people to become peaceful. Yeah. And your joy burst first burst forth with joy in others. Right. Like my family is um we, we joke about this all the time. Like we've just met people and that feel like as a family, those people just don't laugh. <laughs> sure. And like I can't think of a worse <laughs> world than laughing. But like I know people that don't probably laugh a ton, but you get around my family. Uh-huh. And there's just a joy in us from yeah. laughter and, and yeah. you know, and it just brings it out of everyone in the room. Right. You may not laugh everywhere you go, but you'll laugh with the champ. Yeah. Tonight. You come to my house, it's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think like, like that is a tool of the kingdom of like, Hey, like that's what pioneering the kingdom looks like in our region. Yeah. Is pioneering people to find righteousness, peace and joy. Right. The thing is like, could you think of more attractive qualities no. You know, like that is like, I don't know how, how you could meet somebody who genuinely knows who they are and that they are so deeply rooted in peace and joy. You know, yeah. how, how was that not, how does, yeah. how do you not meet somebody like that and think, well, how do I get that? Yeah. Well, I've even, you know, I've made the jokes before. <laughs> as funny as it is, like, like so many, I've heard so many people like be like, man, like Brian's probably one of the most intelligent people I know. You know what I mean? And which is true. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying you're dumb, but I, I often wonder like how much of that has come out of like their ability, like to see like some of your work from college or their ability to just see how much authentically, you know, you're you and how you're kind of unapologetically sure you. Yeah. And they're just like, man, that guy is, is extremely intelligent. It's like, I just well, think you're just getting the aura. Well, and, and the thing is, is like, like if you had, if you had known me in, you know, high school or college, like, like in college, man, I was just, I was happy with a C. Just, yeah. I just wanted to yeah. get through. You're a passing grade fella. I was a passing grade fella, man. You yeah. Know? And so I, I was a terrible student. Yeah. No teacher I've ever had in the history of my schooling would ever look at me and think, man, what a star student. This that guy's kid, a winner. This guy's going somewhere, you know, yeah. no, no, no teacher I've ever had would have thought that about sure. me. Sure. Or write a book, but, especially. <laughs> <laughs> guy's no author but, but um but what happened was i had started discovering who i am yeah and part of what i felt like the lord said <laughs> i am is i'm smart and so i thought okay i guess i'll start acting smart yeah well and i think it's you know it's it's your confidence in who you are yeah i think people i think people automatically associate like someone being who they just being who they are mm-hmm they go, man, that person's smart. That person, yeah, is got his life together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I and I think that's just out of like, you know, you're right. It's a, it's attractive qualities. Yeah, it brings you in. Yeah, it makes you want to, like the thing, like some of the people, like the thing I love about, you know, we we listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman, mm-hmm. you know, um, who's like a neuroscientist out of Stanford University, and. Like the thing is, he's not the smartest guy in the world, but his discipline is unlike anything I've ever seen. Sure. And there's something about that that just draws you in. Yeah. I gotta be like this guy, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, and I think that's what Jesus was like. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, the, I, I always talk about this all the time, but I love it says they were amazed at the authority in which he taught. Right. So when Jesus walked in, there was this authority over the the scriptures of like, this guy, he's in charge around here. Right. This yeah. guy gets it. Right. Whatever we're not getting, he's got. Right. I've heard these scriptures taught, but all of a sudden it seems like I never have before. Yeah. One dude authentically right. being him full self, his full self. Yeah. And that's what I think changes a nation. Sure. Is is um, kingdom families and cities, you know, fully being them. Yeah. And people going, that's what I... Mm-hmm. That's what I desire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just saw, I just watched an interview uh, with um, Kat Von D. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. <laughs> if you did, I would have been amazed. <laughs> she was on uh, like um, 
those like ink shows, like the the tattoo. Uh, oh, the tattoo shows. Yeah. Okay. Like L.A. Ink and sure. NYC Ink. Yeah. You know we're big. <laughs> Big ink guys over here. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I know Brian's a big tattoo fellow. Anyway, um, <coughs> like covered head to toe. Sure. Tattoos, kind of like in that. Apparently, if you if you're a tattoo artist, you like just like kind of weird stuff naturally. It seems like I don't know sure. how it turns that way. But anyway, she just had a radical encounter with the Lord like in the past year and got like radically saved. Wow. Like extremely saved. Like all for the Lord to the point where she's blacked out half of her body with like just flat ink to cover up tattoos she feels like are bad. Whoa. Yeah. Like high encounter with the Lord. And I was watching an interview with her and she, uh, I guess she visited like a pretty big like church. Okay. And like with her family. And she basically was like, you know, the whole concert, you know, yeah. big church, right? Fog machine thing is mm-hmm. not for me. Right. And the, so they go to a church in their town of about fifty people, this little tiny church, mm-hmm. and just go and worship the Lord. And wow. and and there's even like people coming to the faith right now that see how disingenuous the body feels and are looking for genuine genuine expressions of the kingdom and genuine people of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, like it's coming from the outside in now. Mm-hmm. And so we're in a time and place where I think. There's an opportunity for kingdom families, for people to become who they genuinely are in Christ, and that's what the world is looking for. Yeah, eagerly waiting for. Eagerly awaiting for. No one is looking for, you know, the pastor with the super low-cut V-neck right now. And I don't think, (laughs) and I don't think he's, (laughs) I don't think he's doing what he's doing in malice either. Right. I'm not saying what he's doing is doing. I don't think he's in the back counting the money and, and evil laughing. Right. I think he's doing what he's been taught and what he's seen. Right. But I do know that the people that are coming to the faith now are looking for the genuine expression right. of the kingdom. Right. They are. And that's found in people realizing how righteous they've become and being them. Right. Peace and joy, carrying yeah. those things yep. as tools. Yeah, that's good. Because we're losing... We're losing the battle in trying to be in trying to be like relevant. We're losing the battle, sure, of being yeah. holy, right, and being sons and daughters, right. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, I think more and more people are are coming to to church with less value for entertainment, yeah, and more value for. An authentic expression. Yeah. And they want to be educated. Sure. They want to know why they're in what they're in and how to grow in it. Right. They care. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that's actually all the time we've got for this episode. Wow. I know. That was perfect. Felt like about five minutes. It did. Yeah. Yeah. But also that was kind of the end of a thought, so we didn't even have to cut it off. Exactly. Um, So two things. One... Because next week is going to be the week of Thanksgiving. We will not have a new episode for you. Yes. So we'll be taking the week off. And um, we uh, we will be taking a few weeks off around Christmas too, but we'll let you know what that looks like. Yep. And uh, if we value you, Christmas rest here. We value, family. exactly, rest and family time. Um, and uh, so if you are in a beloved community group, um go ahead and be thinking about about the role of, I guess you could say righteousness, peace, and joy, and consider if there are avenues in your life in which you have been pursuing peace and joy through external circumstances. Are there ways that you've been trying to cultivate a sense of peace and joy in your life by building something externally versus allowing them to be grown internally? through the revelation of righteousness and that you are loved. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah. You have any more thoughts, Noah? I would just say, uh, with us not meeting next week, um, just thankfulness. Yeah. I am super thankful uh, just for our, our kingdom family, yeah. like more than people know. And we have our family table night tonight. Um, and I'm just, I've just been thinking about it all day, just the thankfulness I have yeah. for who we have and what we're doing. So. Right. Just, just want to say I'm thankful. I'm yeah. super thankful for everyone listening and just yeah. 
what we're able to do and who we're able to be because of the people around us. Because mm-hmm. all this is because of the family that have chosen to do the journey of life with us. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, there I don't think there's anywhere else I'd really rather be going. Nope. Than to family table tonight tonight. Yeah. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than sitting around a table with with my family. Right. We should mention that we've recorded this on the day of family table night. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you'll be listening did. to this you'll be listening day. to this tomorrow. <laughs> But uh, it came. Yeah. yeah, we did it the day before. Yeah. All right. Well, Noah, awesome. thank you. Of course. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners, and we love you. Bye.